It's the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA, Agent Ether, Agent Kruger, and Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group and page, AlienConPod. No, Facebook groups forward slash AlienConPod, I think. Well, close enough. All right, this week's episode, Boogers and Other Obscure Cryptids. I gotta admit, uh, pretty much the only reason I wanted to do this type of an episode is because ever since I found out there was a cryptid named Boogers, I really, really wanted to make an episode named Boogers. I mean, come on, dude. It's fun. But it's not really... A, it'd be We'd be stretching it to kind of get an entire episode out of Boogers, so I figured we could each pick our own cryptid that's sort of obscure and talk about it for a few minutes. Fun times. You know, one thing I didn't realize before I started doing some of this research, I was aware of, of cryptids, you know, and um, th- there's quite a few very famous ones that, that most people were, are going to be aware of. But I didn't know that there's such a vast universe of cryptids out there. There's a shit ton everywhere. You're oh, like, yeah. Every continent, every, everywhere you look, there's cryptids every damn where, whether it be popular or not. But I, I chose to, you know, you know, choose a uh, one that's not so popular. I think some people who are familiar with cryptids would, would be familiar with it, but most people probably wouldn't. But that, that's part of the fun of this episode. Heck yeah. And the, the cool thing about these obscure ones is that they haven't been done to death. So, you know, if you're not super familiar with cryptids, you're going to come across some new stuff. And for me, that's just a lot of fun. Whereas stuff like Bigfoot, I mean, it's enjoyable to talk about, but it's been done by so many people before that you're going to hear the same thing over and over again. Not that I might, I definitely want to do Bigfoot again at some point because our last one, we only scratched the surface, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you can go for days on that subject. That's for damn yeah. sure. And that's why there's a couple cryptids that we purposefully did not cover on this episode or, or kind of like uh, ex- excluded from the options because you, you, there's some that you kind of have to do your own episode on, like the Mothman or, or Bigfoot or something like that. You know what I mean? Or right. like uh, uh, Chupacabra, El Kukui, something like that. You know what I mean? You kind of have mean, to you're devote- always coming back to these subjects just to, due to the fact that there could be information coming out, new sightings, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. great to come back and revisit it. Yeah. Oh, there's always new claims of uh, sightings and, and experiences, for sure, with a lot of these ones. Speaking of El Kukui, I saw earlier he was trolling Nurmaga Madoff on Twitter. Oh, Tony Ferguson? <laughs> yeah, trying to get that dude, rematch. Or not rematch. Uh, what am I talking about? Trying to get the fight in the first place. That thing was doomed from day one. We just didn't know it, you know, yeah. uh, and, until it was too late. I don't know why he's putting any effort into still trying to get a fight with him. He's retired. I mean, he's... He's good and retired. The guy doesn't seem like he's coming back. If he does, it's not going to be anytime soon. I don't, I don't think, you know, mm-hmm. but All yeah, right. I don't know, man. Before we get started, Agent Ether has some polling to talk about. That's right. I took a look after Agent Anderson told me about this topic, and I wanted to see what Americans thought about some very specific things. So America, how many Americans... <laughs> yeah. So how many Americans do you guys think believe in Bigfoot? Uh, Percentage-wise. Percentage? 
Yeah. Oh, uh, I would say 40%. 40 percent. Uh, five percent. I would give it about you know twenty. It is eleven percent. Oh, ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I already, I already know the answers. It's true. I went through them. All right. What percent of people do you guys think believe that you, that uh, people and dinosaurs existed together? See, now I'm going to lowball my answer because I was so very off the first time. Uh, 2%. 10. <laughs> I was going to say 2. It's 24%. What? <laughs> That's one in four people just about. I know, it's what? crazy. I'll give you guys an easy one. How many Americans in percentage believe in angels? I already know the answer. Oh. I'm not going to answer this one. Oh, hell, I don't know. I would say uh, 80%. 60, I'm saying 60. 60 is close. It's 45%. Let's do some no, UFO ones. How many people? <laughs> how many people believe in life on other planets? <laughs> I would think that'd be a pretty high percentage. I would think. Yeah. yeah um, it is. Eight, stick with the 80%. I was going to say 85. It's 66%. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck at this. All right. I know. Hey, I'm not hearing any answers from you. <laughs> well, I already, she already did this earlier to me. I, I, would, I know the answer. I went over them. So 33% of people believe the government is hiding something about UFOs, and 45% of people believe that UFOs have visited Earth from other planets. I don't know if I believe these stats. Well, I just don't. keep in mind they're usually very small <laughs> polls. It's just for fun. There's yeah, not yeah. a lot. It's not that many believers. No, we gotta bring them up. We gotta bring those numbers up. <laughs> believe, people, believe. Believe. Yeah, or don't. Be either which way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Be like Ackroyd, you know. Are those all of your poll numbers, Agent Ether? Those are all the poll numbers. All right. Well, let's get into it. Boogers. Also known as Wood Boogers, Booger Boo, Booger Men, Hairy Man Wood Booger, and Hairy Man Wood Boogers. They're kind of like Big big Feet, Bigfoot, but kind of smaller. And oh, just so you, in case you're wondering, there are Bigfoot hunters. There are also Booger Hunters. That's right. <laughs> People get out there and hunt boogers. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the, see, I, I, love this. I ain't got to go nowhere. This is my favorite <laughs> cryptid, man. It never gets old. <laughs> so they, um, they're named boogers because they carry off young children, kind of like the boogeyman. Children are told oh, okay. to stay out of the woods or the booger will get them. And it, these are mostly sighted in Virginia and West Virginia and also in the Southeast United States in general. That's where you get all the booger reports. They're, like I said, they're kind of smaller, but they're also more aggressive than Bigfoots in general. And they're sometimes described as looking sort of like a chimpanzee or a smaller hairy humanoid. I mean, smaller than Bigfoot. Many people report seeing them at the side of the road, quickly fleeing into the forest as their car passes. People also report footprints in the mud, glimpses under the moonlight, and strange animal noises. Some witnesses are woken while camping to find them rummaging through food and supplies, only to run off when confronted. One tale tells of a booger pulling a crashed car from a lake, saving the driver. There have been hmm. some infamous boogers. For example, the Barden Booger of Putnam County, Florida. 
But before we get to that, my personal favorite is, I, I don't think people actually call it this, but I saw on some forums, some people were calling it the Boggy Creek Wooly Booger. And I thought that was <laughs> that was a good one, right? But you may also know of this one as the Boggy Creek Monster. They made a couple of movies about it. And it seems kind of more like a the skunk ape, ape than it does the you know the typical booger, but um, there, I think they made two movies, and one of them got the Mystery Science Theater treatment to it. So that that was the second one. It was like oh, really, really bad. Well, the, you know what? As long as the movies were um, of quality, like on par with something like a Suburban Sasquatch, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. that one, but I definitely want to check it out. A solid movie for for all the listeners out there. If uh, if you love like you know high level, uh, you know quality movies that have like very in depth scripts, um, very very talented editors. Whoever's working on the movie is is they know what the heck they're doing. You know what I mean? But yeah, Suburban Sasquatch, a lovely movie, lovely. Huh. I'll have to check it out. You There's should. a movie I actually heard another podcast talking about it. There's actually a movie called. The man who killed Bigfoot and then Hitler, or something like that. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. It's about a guy who kills Bigfoot and then Hitler. I guess. I, I don't okay. know. There is a really. There's a famous actor in there. I, I always forget his name. Sam but Elliott, I think. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a, a currently famous actor or a formerly famous actor? I just said famous. Generally. Oh. Just, well. Famous-ish, I guess, Ish? if you want to... I, I mean, well, I known? mean, he's recognizable. Okay. I've heard of him. Is he not? Is he not? Is he... I mean, I'm sorry. I, Roadhouse. I mean, he's in uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, cult classics. Big Lebowski's the shit. He, he says the line, the uh, well, sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar eats you, or whatever, right? That was his big line in the movie. Oh, Diet. Okay. Huh. For... Uh, for yeah, uh, Roadhouse. No, Big Lebowski. Remember, he rolls yeah. in. He rolls into the bar and he orders a sarsaparilla. Unless I'm completely oh, misremembering. That was at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he wasn't in it completely. But just that voice, the sweeter the molasses. Yeah, now yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I said, I haven't seen it, but it just sounds like a completely bizarre concept. Who would even write a movie script about a guy who goes and kills Bigfoot and then Hitler? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's Hitler. Maybe it's Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. Whichever. All I know is yeah. I, I, I have always really enjoyed the word sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. I can't tell you why. I think Anyways, uh, I, that movie didn't completely flop. I just want to make that clear. Surprisingly enough, with the title so wacky, it actually didn't do all that bad. Right. I mean, I, I saw the opening half of it, but it's still like, it's one of those movies that's like a what if, you know, mm-hmm. like what could have, and what would like, have happened. Uh, like Abraham Lincoln, vi- Vampire Hunter. Well, Glorious Bastards, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah, I actually heard that that movie was halfway decent too. It's um, I've Abraham heard Lincoln, that Vampire Hunters, you know? Oh, I'd like and to see that I don't remember that if that's then. the exact name of it, but. I saw that yeah. too, yeah. Well, if you're, looking, it, but... if you're looking for a good cheesy vampire hunting time, then, you know, that's probably a pretty entertaining movie. If you're looking for Citizen Kane, then you're a boring person and you should not watch movies at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Rosebud. It's like three hours of my life I'll never have back. All right, anyways, let's get back to boogers. The Barton Booger of Putnam County, Florida. That's a famous example of a booger. There's a couple of bigger examples I'll talk about. Yeah, like Revenge Uh, of the Nerds? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's an entirely different booger, but he's probably not all that different from the cryptid. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a good movie too. All right, just just as a side note on this one, a local <laughs> country musician named Billy Crane once wrote a song called "The Barden Booger's Christmas Wish." I couldn't hmm. find a recording of this, but man, I wish I could hear this song because it sounds amazing. It, that's a that's a mighty fine title right there. Yeah, yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> but anyways, the Barden booger seems to have more varied descriptions than other boogers. It's sometimes described as a bear-sized beast with a pig's nose, long red tongue that dangles out of its mouth, and a long stride. Other descriptions seem to match the better-known skunk ape. Most descriptions in this area report a Bigfoot-like creature that carries a lantern or wears ragged clothes. It also apparently enjoys relaxing by the crick. The earliest story is from near Palakta in the late 40s. A woman rode her horse through the pine flatwoods to visit a neighbor. She saw what she thought was a man wearing a raincoat ahead of her. It's when I was reading this one, I thought that was absolutely hilarious because usually these stories, you know, she saw a guy with a hook about to murder her. But no, this one, she's riding her horse through this, you know, beautiful countryside and she sees a dude in a raincoat. All right. That's not really that terrifying. Anyways, she thought it was strange since it was a nice warm day out. So why would somebody be wearing a raincoat? As she approached, she realized that it wasn't a raincoat after all, but fur. And it wasn't a man. Dun, dun, dun. Her horse got spooked and refused to go any further. The figure slid up and down, up and down against a tree, as if it was scratching its back. She turned her horse around and went home. And that's that story, which I find absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like, holy like, crap, that, whatever that is, is scratching his back. Yeah. <laughs> like, How dare it? Nobody got their head ripped off. Nobody got rocks thrown at them. No trees were uprooted. She was just going for a ride on a horse and then saw this weird thing scratching its back on a tree and then kind of went <laughs> home. And that was, I mean, that's the whole story. It's crazy. And then she told it to her friend at wild parties and it was spread throughout the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made its way to the newspaper at some point, I'm guessing. Yeah. Who reports that to the newspaper? Like you called the next day and just there's this exchange. How's that even get in the newspaper? I was riding my horse yesterday. <laughs> you never believe what happened. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Next one. Next story I have of this area is in 1971, a man was driving on the SR 100 and saw a figure on the side of the road. It was seven feet tall and wearing torn and dirty clothes. It had the face of a caveman. It didn't do anything other than watch the car drive by. And that's another one where I was just sort of standing there like, oh, okay, that's, you know, I thought this thing was supposed to be aggressive, damn it. But apparently it just sort of stands there and does stuff. So it was wearing tattered clothes? Yes. Was it yeah. a tattered raincoat? Uh, well, yeah, that's an interesting question. Maybe it's the same one from the 40s and now he's down on his luck. He couldn't afford to replace it. So it's all tattered looking and he just stands there looking bummed out at the side of the road with his caveman face. No, he's he's even too bashful to scratch on trees anymore, I guess. I don't know. All right. Aww. In 1981, the Weekly World News 
printed a story told by Barden resident B.J. Glisson. B.J. was supposed to meet his brother by the Etaniah Baptist Church on a bright moonlit night. He and an unnamed witness heard someone mumbling and saw something move in a nearby pond. Whatever it was didn't seem to have legs and didn't make any noise. And that one's somehow tied to this, but I'm wondering, maybe it was just a turtle? I don't know. A it, was, <laughs> was it really the Barden Booger? Maybe it was just a turtle. Who knows? But there, there's these are just some highlights. There's been a lot of sightings in I this like area. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Was, was, uh, was that you, ETA? No, nothing. I don't know what happened. I blacked out. Oh, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a good time. All right. <laughs> oh, there have, there have been a lot of other sightings in the area. For example, one of the locals claimed that a booger stole clothes off of their clothesline. Someone else claims that he surprised it while it was raiding his fridge. That, that was so crazy. Imagine if you go out for a midnight snack, <laughs> you see, you see basically a little Bigfoot like tearing through your fridge. <laughs> I mean... Even if it didn't do anything aggressive, that would be quite a startling sight, I imagine. I don't know. Yeah, it, I would run up and kick it. Yeah, yeah, right? I wouldn't. I just bought that stuff. That'd be a, I, I would crap my pants and run. I mean, you know, even if it was just a chimpanzee, man, those things are pretty strong. Oh, yeah. All right. So in 2006, the St. Augustine Record reported that I'm guessing that's a newspaper reported that a booger had appeared at Palakta's Azalea Festival in Ravine Gardens and was carrying an American flag and a bouquet of azaleas. Wait a minute. All right. This sighting hmm. doesn't sound like a legitimate sighting to me. This sounds like probably somebody in a costume. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Quite possible. <laughs> yes. Still fun though. Publicity so what the hell? stunt. Yeah, probably the name itself was coined by a journalist named Jody Del Delzel, who writes about it from time to time. He said, I keep him alive because he's fun. The people love to hear about his antics. Whether it's a legend, myth, or real, the Barden Booger is seen as harmless and fun, not a boogeyman or aggressive like other boogers. All right, I have another booger for you, the Downy Booger. This one was sighted in Winston County in the late 1800s. Witnesses reported very similar things to other boogers, and, but this one they said that it was half man and half beast, and it had terrorized people, attacking people and livestock in the area. A local named Jim Jackson was transporting barrels of moonshine to Galloway, a mining settlement nearby. He saw a strange creature frolicking right behind his wagon. Startled, he took out his revolver and shot it twice. And this is why we can't have nice cryptids, people. Just, you know, yeah. gotta go around blasting them all. That's why it's you like, never find them, because they're this all getting like, shot, right? That motherfucker frolicking? You must die! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be having that near my moonshine. <laughs> right? Get off my property! <laughs> so... Anyways, the poor thing apparently screamed like a woman and limped away on three of its four limbs. A posse was formed to track it down, but they only found a trail of blood leading to a cliff. And uh, the description didn't say that they went to the bottom of the cliff to look for it, presumably because they were too drunk to climb down there after partaking of these moonshine. You know, the authorities say, mm -hmm. is this moonshine in the back of your truck or you know, tr back of your wagon? And uh, old Jim Jackson there says, 
No, sir. Those are just barrels of good old fashioned water. They say, all right, Mm -hmm. well, I'm thirsty. Let's all have a drink. Right. And then by the time they find it, uh, it's probably down there at the bottom of the cliff. Right. Nah, nah, it's gone. It's gone. Let's go back. You know, (laughs) nobody wants to go Mm -hmm. down there. So apparently there's a children's game similar to hide and seek. That's based on this cryptid, the booger. I found an anecdote in a forum that I thought was really cool. Uh, Somebody put, when I was little, we used to play a game called booger. It had to be played outside at dark. One kid was the booger and would hide somewhere like in bushes. The other kids would then skip. Yes, you had to skip around the yard singing. Ain't no boogers out tonight. Grandpa shot them all last night. If the kids got close enough to where the booger was hiding... The booger would jump out and chase the other kids back to base. If one of the kids got caught before making it to base, then they were the booger for the next round. So it's kind of a little, you know, a little take on tag or hide and seek or something. I thought that was kind of a fun little anecdote there. All right. To wrap up the boogers is, you know, I would love to talk about them more, but uh, we'll get on to somebody else here in a second. But there's a lot of different types of them. Some of them are small Bigfoots. Others, they're reported kind of more like just a regular skunk ape. But in that area, they call them boogers. Um, And some of them bear no resemblance to Bigfoot at all and are kind of based on some sort of local folklore. Personally, I think it's entirely plausible that some of these sightings are caused by escaped chimpanzees or other types of apes or monkeys. Like maybe they got escaped like a zoo, a a laboratory where they're being tested on, or maybe some kind of circus. We did not let our chimps out, just so you know. That has has nothing to do with our laboratory. They aren't our chimps. Well, we don't have, we have space chimps. We don't have regular chimps. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> talking about your top secret laboratory? I am talking about our top secret laboratory in Northern California. <laughs> All right, yeah. So anyways, I think it's entirely pl- possible, even plausible, given the number of sightings, that some of these sightings are caused by some sort of escaped animal. I think that's a, well within the realm of possibility. Um, you know, But maybe there really is a small Bigfoot out there on the you know eastern part of the United States. I think that's possible too. There's so many sightings that it's hard to imagine that all of them are completely made up or all of them are just some sort of figment of somebody's imagination. But at the end of the day, we have to ask, is it real or is it a myth born from the boogeyman and Bigfoot having an illegitimate child? Bum, bum, bum. All right, that's all I got for boogers. Who was up next? Agent uh, Ether, I believe? Or no, it was Agent Kruger, I think. All right, okay. So we did our polls earlier and... Speaking of all these polls, there was one more I didn't mention, and that was that uh, only 6% of Americans believe in unicorns, and that made me really sad, because I grew up watching this movie, (laughs) The Last Unicorn, which you guys probably have not seen, Uh, but have you guys heard of the band America? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they did all the original music for the movie. They also did the soundtrack for um, South Park's, uh, what was that movie? Not South Park, but the guys from South Park, they made that movie and the theme song is like, America, fuck yeah. Oh. Oh. America, yeah. World Police or Team whatever. America. Yeah, America did the soundtrack for that too, right? America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I thought that was actually Trey and Parker who made that song. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> well, it seems like America should have done the theme songs for those, right? <laughs> oh, it sounds like it. Yeah, I, mean, I would totally go with it. <laughs> All right, sorry. Gonna save the motherfucking day, yeah. 
Yeah, Sorry for yeah, the interruption, well, Agent Ethan. Yeah, I want to talk about unicorns. So, well, like Ventura God. Boulevard and, you know, a horse with no name, right? No. <laughs> no, right. unicorns. So uh, there were actually oh, oh, yeah. unicorns that existed about 30,000 years ago, but they were big and hairy and they weighed about four tons. So probably uh. not where the legend came from. But there are older stories. In France, there's the Lescro Grotto, which are caves. There's some of the oldest paintings uh, in the world, cave paintings, and they're 20,000 years old. And they depict pretty clearly unicorns, delicate white mares with really long horns, and those are in France. Um, some stories in Eastern and Western culture are different. So the first writings about unicorns were from 2700 BC in India. They also have a lot of bronze seals from the Indus Valley at around that time. So we're talking about a lot of old stories um, in Greek mythology and natural history. They described unicorns as a real animal from far off places, usually India. So they weren't considered this magical creature in that they believed that they actually existed, and they were shown in medieval tapestries and paintings. Their horn was thought to be made of a substance called alicorn, and the powder was sold in Europe until the 1800s. It was thought to cure diseases and poisons, and cups made of the alicorn were given to kings and traded throughout the Middle Ages. So there's also a throne made of alicorns in, I think it's Denmark? But uh, actually, it's probably narwhal horns instead. Have you guys seen these narwhals? Oh, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They really are. And, and so they're tusks. Sea unicorns? Like, yeah, the sea unicorn. So that's actually a tooth on the narwhal, and it's about 10 feet long. And they think it's used in mating rituals, and it's made of ivory. So they think a lot of these things, like the throne of Denmark and cups that are made out of unicorns' horns, are actually the narwhals. And I have this theory that, you know, it was traded in medieval times all over Europe. And I think probably narwhals would wash ashore or they'd get hunted and they'd cut off the horns and then they would just trade them as uh, unicorn horns. They mate with that thing? Those are, damn, those are some savage fish. Holy crap. <laughs> Sucks to be them. I, I didn't say they mated with it. It's used in mating rituals, kind of like to show off. Are you saying oh. that they made cups out of narwhal penises and people were drinking out of them? That is totally not what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I own no. one. Where's yours? Aren't you not drinking <laughs> your grog from it right now? Because <laughs> no, that's, no, no, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the side of Agent Anderson here. No, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I prefer that, 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 that uh, you know, perspective, you know, opinion. So if you talk about actual sightings of unicorns, there's still sightings today, but I didn't see any like websites dedicated to it. And all the videos I found were obviously very fake. And that was pretty disappointing, but not surprising. However, in 2008 in Italy, in a wildlife preserve, there were, uh, though there was one deer and it had a single horn. So they called it a deer unicorn. That was in 2008. Uh, but even a earlier, a jernicorn. A jernicorn. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Adjudicator. <laughs> but back in the 1980s, do you guys remember Barnum and Bailey's The Circus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like no circuses anymore because of uh, 
animal rights and that sort of thing. And this is one of the mm-hmm. reasons why. So what they did was they took this uh, goat when it was just a kid, when it was just a baby, and they stitched its little horns together. And as the horns grew, they fused together to make a single horn. So it's this goat really? with a single horn. And you can go online, you can look at the actual pictures of the quote unquote unicorn and they swore that it was natural that they hadn't done anything and since then you know it's been replicated and somebody was so fascinated by this technique his name was Oberon Zell that he started crossbreeding different kinds of goats so he cross he crossbred an angora goat with a gannon goat because they had really soft fur and long legs and then stitched the nubs of the kid together so they grew inwards and had these different, like, a little flock of unicorns. Hmm. So, <laughs> these poor goats. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Hey, goat. <laughs> Definitely animal cruelty. So, there was a recent sighting in Scotland. Uh, some guy was just out hiking, and he saw a unicorn, pretty traditional unicorn with a... Uh, body of kind of like a deer or a very delicate, delicate mare. And he said, I nay could believe it. And I guess in Scotland, the unicorn is actually their uh, national symbol, their national animal. Is it? Um, Yeah. And one in four people in Scotland believes that unicorns exist. So a lot more believers in Hmm. Scotland than there are in America. And uh, it has a deep history, not only in European cultures in the West, but also in Eastern mythology. In China, it's kind of a chimera. It's a deer with a lion's head and green scales and a curved horn. And then in Japan, it's more of the Western version, and it's called a kirin, which I didn't know, K-I-R-I-N. Oh, yeah, like the beer. Like the beer, and there's actually a restaurant in my neighborhood named the same thing, so I'm thinking that's Japanese for unicorn there. And in Eastern cultures, it's considered a symbol of wealth and prosperity and male vitality. And uh, do you guys remember on the news in 2012 in North Korea, they claimed to have found a unicorn lair just a little news bite for I a while. I do actually. Like vaguely, vaguely remember that. But I remember, yeah, so it was on the internet or like on one of the, I remember though, yeah. Yeah, the History Institute in North Korea claimed they'd found a Keringul cave. And the thing is, there were actually no fossils. There was no bones. There were no unicorn horns. Instead, there were words carved into a rock and it re- literally said unicorn lair. So they claimed that because of that, somehow North Korea's dictator was the rightful leader of North Korea. So it's actually some sort of twisted propaganda stunt and nothing, nothing ever came of it. So no unicorns in North Korea either. Or maybe there are. It's not like anybody's allowed over there. Hey, the writing is on the wall. Okay. Asian either. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, okay. so. That has to be one of the stranger stuff propaganda stunts i've heard of right yeah it didn't quite make sense to me either but maybe you have to know more about the history of the region it's a good point i remember in korea they found noah's ark 
right? Or there was some sort of, uh, I can't remember what part it was in the Himalayas or whatnot. I, I forget. Yeah, I'm all over yeah the I remember place, seeing but... that in the news too. And they're like, we found the Noah's Ark. And I'm like, how do you know? How do you? And there was, yeah. And how they were like really repelling know? within it. There was footage of them repelling into the boat. And I was right. excited. I was like, wow, really? Are you kidding me? But did, yeah, that. Didn't that was... they make a theme park with Noah's Ark? Am I remembering this correctly in America? I can't recall. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they made some sort of theme park, and then for reasons unknown, it closed down. So probably. Maybe all the animals escaped. Oh, <laughs> including the unicorns. If it somehow was closed due to water flooding, that would be some serious irony right there. It would. That would be really funny. So I wondered if, uh, as far as unicorns went, if Native Americans believed in, in unicorns because there's this separation of the peoples over from Eastern and Western cultures. And actually, uh, some Native American tribes do have a unicorn that's depicted in their mythology. And just like in Eastern and Western beliefs, they think that only a virgin can tame its fierce spirit so that's very similar to to our mythology where in order to capture the unicorn you have to have a fair maiden and they would have like these hunts where people would try to slay the unicorn for their hunt of uh, horns very similar and they also have a lot of uh, symbols in africa of the unicorn for example in some places it symbolizes the rank of prince, and it sometimes is used to symbolize the sun. I've also seen it used in a military way too, or part of uh, their uh, their unit or whatnot. Just as like on a flag, just to represent. Or just like uh, like aviators do. They're they're putting units on flags. That doesn't sound right. Oh, <laughs> unit. <laughs> no, right. Oh. Well, different countries have uh, coats of arms. And a lot of the coats actually have uh, unicorns on them, like in Switzerland and the Czech Republic, Hungary, Germany, like the arms of Swedish Grund has a unicorn sigil on it. So in the Bible, the word for unicorn was re-em, and they translated that in Latin to unicornis, which means one horn. So everywhere in the Bible where you see that word, they translated it to unicorn. And people argue that when they're talking about unicorns, either in the Bible or when people are discussing it historically, that they're talking about things like rams or rhinoceri. And it doesn't help that Marco Polo, when he traveled the world in 1300 A.D., saw rhinoceri and described them as unicorns, wild elephants, and plenty of them, which are scarcely smaller, with feet like an elephant and ugly brutes. So <laughs> unfortunately, that means that people think that that's the history and origin of the unicorn is the rhinoceri, but I don't think they're anything like the actual unicorn. And I don't think they are all just created from the goats where they fuse the horns together. There's been, I don't know, a lot of history revolving around the unicorns, especially when you think about the cave paintings that are like 20,000 years old. That was really surprising to me. 
And so even though there's not a lot of sightings nowadays or a lot of evidence, maybe they died out, maybe they were hunted in medieval times to extinction or were already on the verge of extinction and were hunted out. Uh, I think that's a long time ago unicorns did exist. Yeah, that's really cool that they have actual cave paintings of them like well before any sort of modern mythology by modern, I mean, you right. know, like even a hundred or even a thousand years ago, maybe, I don't know. And I think it's personally, I think it's entirely plausible. Look, if, if a goddamn fish can have this big giant horn coming out of its head, it seems entirely plausible that a horse could have a single horn or a horse-like creature. It's, I don't know, seems well within yeah. the realm of possibility to me. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that all you had on unicorns aging? That ether? is all I have. All right, Agent Kruger, you're up next. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Honey Island Swamp Monster, otherwise known as the Louisiana Wookiee. Um, it's a bipedal uh, ape-like creature, and it smells like, oh, death. I mean, it has been referred to as the smell of death. I mean, that lingers with it. Um, it has a matte uh, gray-brown type of fur that is attached to it, unfortunately, that smells like shit. Um it's mixed with like also weeds and stuff like that. So it kind of has that like natural camouflage look to it. But a lot of people, fishermen or hunters in that area have reported seeing a type of creature that is usually big and lumbersome, just like that. Um, it stands at about seven feet high. I don't know how this thing doesn't go along, not getting caught, but, um, I had to double take on the height. I don't know if it's even... I I could imagine it being a little bit shorter than that, but they say it weighs around 400 and 500 pounds as those yellow eyes are seemingly like reptilian-like. So, I mean, to think that maybe a Bigfoot-like creature evolved to adapt to that swampy area, I mean, it it could be plausible. There's evidences of creatures adapting to their areas like rabbits growing certain type of uh appendages but yeah the massive smell that it emits is definitely it lurks around it and it's like i mentioned the stench of death and i can only imagine something that's furry and has weeds growing out of it isn't going to smell too great it's also been blamed for a lot of the deaths of livestock in that local area and also missing children unfortunately in the adjacent areas the account that really brought light to this this creature was the two hunters that were somehow flying, and I couldn't find more into it, it just kind of launches you into it, saying that they spotted a cabin in an air when they were flying, and that they went to go investigate it, and just, I don't know what they're planning on doing with that cabin, I don't know if they're looking to make moonshine from that cabin or what, but as they were going to it, But as they went to go find this cabin, they spotted a creature um, that was large and that that's, you know, it looked like I said it looked and it shit its pants and ran and it wasn't wearing pants. But they said that um, the, the creature quickly moved away and it hit the underbrush and it sped off wherever it went into the thick swampy area. And as the two hunters went to go look for it, um, they found three toad webbed footprints that followed followed wherever it went off but it, then it went into the swamp itself and that's where they lost it so in 1974 Ford and Mills returned to that area on a duck hunting trip the two found several dead bodies 
uh, of boars uh, that had their throats torn out. Realizing the boars were too far from the water to have been killed by alligators, they began to suspect that the monster that they encountered nine years prior was involved somehow. This suspicion was confirmed when they noticed footprints that were around the area, three-toed and webbed. Rather than have a second run-in with the swamp monster, Ford and Mills retreated from the island and at a fast pace. Later that night, they decided to return with more friends and to try to make casts out of the footprints. You can actually go and find these, these casting of the footprints if you would like to on you know, Wikipedia or any of the cryptids, I believe it's called. Um, it's a f- fandom website for a lot of these uh, cryptids. And, yeah, a lot of photos uh, that have, or not photos per se, but a lot of people made casting out of some of the footprints. And there's a lot of depictions from accounts from witnesses. Uh, But, yeah, a lot of it, they depict a large ape-like creature with a alligator-like face or like a reptilian-like face, but not like your typical Sasquatch. There is footage of it from 1963. This footage that was taken of it was actually from Harlan Ford himself, but it was never brought to the light because it was just stashed away into his attic. The footage that it contains shows a creature that's looming in the woods in the distance, and it's hard to tell if it's actually what he states that he saw. And there have been people that have gone into the actual recording and stated that it could contain fraudulent uh, like footage where it's not it's not legit, um, but it's up to you to decide for yourself. Really, in the end, it was interesting because the her his granddaughter found that footage of the Super Eight film that was in his attic. Uh, a number of I'm not sure exactly how long, but it was after his death. And there was another man actually named Ted Williams who claimed to have seen this creature many times. And he even believes that there's to be multiple types of swamp monsters out there, not just like this one, but uh, just various different ones like lizard men. And there's another famous story about a, a lizard type creature, humanoid, that is within those type of areas. Um, but he, he stated, Ted Williams stated that he could have killed them on a trip uh, when he ran into this creature and he says, but I didn't because it seemed like they didn't want to harm me. Um, I don't know about you, but I might have taken a shot myself. Uh, I, 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 I don't believe in, I wouldn't be out hunting. Uh, I gotta be honest. I don't believe in hunting all that much. I don't need to go shoot anything. All I need to go is, uh, just go to the supermarket and shoot something down with my credit card. And then I'm out there grilling steaks. Um, but yeah. But uh, I guess uh, going back to Ted Williams, uh, one day he took his boat out into that same swamp swamp to set out trout lines or uh, fishing lines, and he was actually never seen again uh, from after that trip. Still missing to this day, actually. He went to live among them. Yeah, he tried to start up a new population. Subterranean humanoid monkey reptilian people. Yeah. I bet the boogers got him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Hey, Agent hey, ETA. It's, it's Agent ETA's turn. I tell you what. All right, so the one that I picked 
was uh, there's a couple different reasons why I picked it. First of all, it was a kind of a, a lesser known one. It's not a real popular cryptid, but um, like the uh, the description of the cryptid, it like is a uh, in my opinion hysterical, and I find it very very entertaining. <laughs> and also, uh, this has been one of the cryptids that has been um, described, I guess, as being uh, of the most morbid of beasts. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, the one that I speak of is the squonks of Pennsylvania. So, a squonk is supposedly a, um, a cryptid about the size of a pig, right, with a little bit longer legs. There's a couple different, um, slightly different uh, descriptions of a squonk, but basically, what a squonk is is a, a, a being the size of a pig with very loose fitting skin. Um, I've heard it described a couple different times in, uh, within my research as ill-fitting skin, but this, uh, loose or ill-fitting skin has, um, you know, uh, random hairs on it and stuff, you know, stubble, but also, uh, you know, an abundance of warts and moles. So, and, and that's a key factor, uh, when we're talking about the squonks too, because that really, uh, heavily affects their, their personality, the way they act. And also uh, the way that some squonk hunters find squonks. Um, so at any rate, so uh, the squonks live in the hemlock forests of Pennsylvania. And um, the first depiction that, that I was able to find of a squonk or the first mention of a squonk was actually a, a book that was, um, I believe it was uh, released in 1910, I think, by uh, this fellow named William T. Cox. And uh, even even the name, the name of this book I find kind of funny, too, because it's called um, Fearsome Creatures of Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, sounds super credible to me, bro. But anyways, well, no, there's a title uh, for you, <laughs> right? If I've ever heard one, that's a title. I tell you what, dude. So, um, a, a squonk is a, a, a one of the more interesting or more hilarious cryptids, I think. You know, because of their their personality. So, because of their very repulsive appearance. Uh, so I guess this cryptid is a very self-aware cryptid. Okay. They're very aware of how ugly and repulsive they are. So, um, they spend a lot of their time hiding in corners and crying. Okay. And, um, oh, that's, that's one true. of the reasons that's why, really sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they also, they also typically, uh, tend to travel around like at dawn or dusk. So, you know, obviously, you know, there's less possibility for people to see them. Um, they're one of the very, very much so more elusive cryptids that, that I've, I've uh, read about. Um, they, they do not like people to see them. You know what I mean? They're very, uh, you know, like I said, they're very afraid, but they're also very, uh, you know, ashamed. You know what I mean? They don't want anybody. They, they know what they look like. Like I said, they're self-aware, you know? And so, um, the, uh, uh, Squonk hunters in Pennsylvania, um, they will travel around at, at dawn or dusk and they will listen to like a, a soft, subtle crying or like a whining or whimpering. Some of the hunters of the squonks, they will travel around at dawn or dusk and, and try to listen for a, like a, a whimpering or whining of some sort. Um, like, like some sorry ass motherfucker that's like, you know, like a just like, you know, feeling sorry for himself out in the forest and just letting it all go. You know, that's probably what it sounds like. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they don't think anybody's around. You know, they think they're all alone, right? So they're just letting it Do go. Do you speak from personal experience? 
No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How, <laughs> but uh, so no, no, that's just the way I imagine it. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's uh, very vivid so, for someone who's just <laughs> using their imagination. <laughs> I have a very, I have a, I have a bitch in imagination. I tell you that much. I think you have a sensitive soul. No, never. I don't know what you're talking about. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> that's so crazy. Anyways, so the squonks. Um, there's a couple different drawings I've seen online and it's very entertaining because my favorite one, uh, to be, to be quite honest, it looks like, um, an aged 80, 80 year old man's, uh, nut sack <laughs> with, 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 with sad droopy eyeballs, <laughs> like a sad droopy face. Uh, but uh, like anybody, uh, as soon as you, you, you Google like a squonk, you're going to see that picture. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's, it's hilarious. I think, uh, just because the, the, the description of these guys, you know, so there was actually supposedly, uh, so there's a story that, um, there's a fella in Pennsylvania that actually ended up catching one of the squonks. Right. But because of, uh, the squonks, um, you know, morbidly, uh, ashamed behavior, whatever the hell it is, um, the squonk or so, so the guy imitated the squonk, like he started whining and stuff. Right. And, uh, coaxed the squonk supposedly into like a, a canvas bag that he had, you know? And, um, you know, he, he got him into the bag and, and started back home. Got, you know, got myself a squonk baby, you know, I'm going to show the wife and kids. And, um, so he, he got like, you know, uh, somewhat close to home and, uh, discovered that like the weight of the bag had lessened quite a bit. Right. So, um, it turns out that the squonk had dissolved himself into water because their their um, amazing ability to cry and whine, you know, they I guess they were able to just dissolve into tears. That's that's the story, at least. But like, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's, it's very uh, bizarre looking. I'm looking right now. Yes, that that has to be one of the stranger cryptids that I've ever heard of. I've never heard of this one before, and it's not right? like. And it, like most of them that you read about, they have some kind of superpower, like whether it's super strength or the ability oh, to the, like suck your well, blood or whatever, you know, yeah, like, you know, the squonk has, uh, you know, an abundance of warts and, and moles. Like I said, that's a superpower. And it can, it can, it's really <laughs> sad and it can cry well, itself into water. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's superpower supposedly actually has been described also as a, um, a, an extremely low IQ. All right. So, so dig this. This is the, <laughs> like the, the funniest part of the whole story. Okay. So in Pennsylvania, there's been a lot of deforestation. The lumber mill industry is very active, especially during the time of, um, you know, when this cryptid became popular, um, in their local co culture. And so, um, supposedly what had happened was once the hemlock forests in which these squonks resided had been, you know, pretty much taken away. Um, the, uh, squonks had, uh, gone over to like this, um, like swamps and marshes that were around the area. And the story goes that after they had gone to the marshes and swamps, they, they circled the, the marshes and swamps for so long that their, um, I think it's their left feet. The, the, the two left feet had actually developed webs on the feet, right? They, they evolved, you know, in a very short period of time, I guess. Um, but anyways, so uh, they developed webbed feet. And uh, once they actually entered the water, they just swam around in circles and ended up drowning, you know, because of exhaust, exhaustion. They weren't able to go in any, any uh, you know, per particular uh, direction in the water because they had two webbed left feet, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> is that where the saying comes from? Having two left feet? No, I, well, I, maybe. I, you know what? Why not? I like that. You know what? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and decide to uh, accept that as a truth, you know? But it's, uh, it's, it's funny, though, because it's like, it's one of these cryptids that, like, I, to be quite honest, I'll give you my real opinion. I don't, I doubt it's real. I think it was made up and um, as a joke because I mean, just listen to the like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. The, the thing has been basically described as a giant freaking nut sack with a, a sad droopy face and, and you know and legs, and uh, it cries itself to sleep every night basically. And um, you know the way the hunters like track these creatures are by following the trails of tears, by the way, and the whimpering, you know, the sad you know whining and whimpering that they might be able to hear at dawn and dusk in the uh, hemlock forest, you know. And so, uh, it's just like, the, and also that, that last part about the web feet and like they, they circled a marsh or swamp for so long that they developed web feet on the left side and not the right. So when they ended up going to the water, they just, you know, exerted themselves and drowned because they're that dumb. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love yeah. it. <laughs> this is a, now, this is one of the now, crazier ones, dude. This is a, this cryptid is just completely bizarre. That's a I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's the reason why I'm I just thinking it. of a nutsack with legs, like you mentioned. Damn, that's just that's the shittiest <laughs> cryptid, man. Like, yeah. You know, hey, you don't have to feel threatened with this thing. It's just gonna try to hop in the water. It's gonna kill itself. I don't know. I kind of want one now as a pet. It's like those cats that don't have any fur. Yeah. Right? Oh, what? You can get. <laughs> you can those have one are, of those. Just cats. grab it and squish it. Well, and those things are these. an abomination. <laughs> and yet they exist. They're not That's so true elusive. Enough. Or maybe a naked mole rat. Those those are pretty oh, grody. Oh, you could have too. like a collection. I like it. <laughs> Freaking mole rat. That's my naked. I, I mean, that's my nickname. I go by that name. Naked mole rat. Oh. I think we should change your name to Agent Naked. Naked mole, mole rat. rat. Naked mole rat. It's kind of maybe just Agent Naked Rat. Yeah. Shorten it a little bit. <laughs> no. I like Peter better. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is that is that all you had on the Squonks Agent ETA? Yeah, I, I guess. Well, I guess it's about time to wrap this one up then. Thanks for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group. <laughs>